This is Ashton Marcus, and I'm on location at Skylight Theater for the world premiere of The Devil's Wife. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Now I'm here with... Hello, I'm Eric, and I directed The Devil's Wife. So question, what drew you to this piece anyway? Uh, Tom Jacobson and I have known each other for a few years now, and I've read a bunch of his scripts. I love his work. And as a pastor's son, who has had his own interesting journey with religion and belief, I thought that The Devil's Wife was an interesting opportunity to direct a fable, which is not done very often these days. Uh, I, I cover a lot of theater. I cover like a hundred shows per year. I really don't get a lot of spirituality behind it. And it's such a deep concept and uh, it affects a lot of people's lives and I, I've always been curious about that. Maybe it's just people, it just turns some people off and all that. But I don't get enough of it. I really like that. Yeah. I really like your piece. Yeah, well thank you very much. Yeah, I think, I think while while I've sort of moved away from traditional Christian beliefs from my childhood, I think that all of us are wrestling the way Sophia does in the play with whether or not God exists, whether the devil exists, how to deal with issues as we know them as good and evil, and so this idea of how to live a life basically, and how um, how how one's belief set affects one's actions is really what the play is all about. And I love that in this production, Sophia, uh, you know, she we're putting a woman, a woman of color, um, in this position of the. She has the final say without spoiling the play. Let's just say. Yeah, and actually, uh, again, you know, a, a bit about the topic. It, I love the topic uh, where, where it came up with you know basically, if there was no God, then who's God? Who's responsible for this? We're responsible for that, which right. is just scary a lot. And I guess we're not doing a very good job of it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I think that if you were to talk to Tom, the playwright, it's really the question of, you know, we. It, there's a lot about free will in the play and we have to decide what that means to us what does it mean to take action into our own hands and accept the fact that we are we are God unto ourselves we are the devil unto ourselves and that's a lot of responsibility for us it's no longer a world where we think oh something terrible happened well God willed it so now it's really about you know I think about global warming and how the planet is heating up and we have to really think about the fact that we are responsible for taking care of this planet and so we're all Sophia based yeah, I love the, uh, your actors you chose. They, they were perfect for the parts. Uh, what do you look for in your casting? Oh gosh, that's a that's a tough question. Uh, you know, every play is completely different. This was a play that had heightened language, which is not super common right now, especially in Los Angeles. I think there's just a general American trend in theater toward heightened naturalism, and this is a play with heightened language. It's a stylistic piece. There's a lot of tone to figure out, tone and style, and that's something that is sort of more common in, say, the classics or restoration comedy, but this is a play that is brand new, and so we were looking for actors on this show that had a, had a grasp of language, of heightened language, but also understood how to take a brand new piece and make it their own to originate the roles. I thought they all, the interplay between them was fantastic. I thought the language, the way to handle it was fantastic. Again, I love the story, and I also loved your, I loved your direction. And also the, the scenery was done pretty well, too. It was pretty, it was pretty well, even if you're not in to the, the heavy thinking. It was, it was almost like a nice fairy tale where you basically looked at all the pretty sceneries, pretty people, lovely language, lovely movement, lovely talk. So it was just, it was just, it was just a really good piece. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm an imagistic director. I like to direct based on ideas of um, an image, and so. 
I had a really strong idea about the scene. Uh, well, I don't want to spoil things, but I had a few images in my mind of a certain costume piece and how that interplayed with lights and sound. And uh, it felt like there was strong imagery that people could walk home still thinking about and what that means as it relates to the text of the play. So I was really pleased to be invited to join the process. Once again, I really loved the performance. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you so much. Uh, hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And I'm here with Tom Jacobson. Tonight we had the world premiere of my play, The Devil's Wife. I love this piece. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> Great. I'm so happy. So question, why did you decide to write this piece anyway? I was climbing a pyramid in the Yucatan and it was raining while the sun was shining and there was a double rainbow and my partner Ramon and I both remembered the southern expression, that means the devil is beating his wife when it's raining while the sun is shining. And I thought, has there ever been a play called The Devil's Wife? And and there hasn't been, but there is an Italian folktale, and that's what the play is based on. I've seen the other works that you've done before, and I noticed that you do have a spirituality amongst the, the pieces that you write. Uh, where, where does that come from? Well, I'm a lifelong Lutheran. I still go to church uh, in West L.A., and uh, that influences a lot of what I write. I get good ideas in church when the sermon is boring, and I sometimes think about theological things. You know, a lot of people think of people go to church. Well, first of all, that you know, if you're in Los Angeles, if you're in Hollywood, you're liberal. You don't go to church. You're just an atheist. Period. Or basically, if you're in the arts, you're in Hollywood. But again, you're just an atheist. But that's not really true. Some people actually do have a faith to them. Well, it's uh, very inspirational for me to go to church and be a place where I can think, get ideas. Uh, think about big things and then also relax a little bit and kind of mellow out and take an hour out of my week to think about, well to think really because we don't get a chance to think, we have to do all the time. Yeah, I love the spirituality because I don't I just I just don't get a lot of spirituality in theater. They kind of shy away from like it's a taboo topic, like politics, even worse than politics, because I've seen a lot of political plays. But it's so, you know, the metaphysics behind it, it's so relevant to your life that good, bad, what is good, whose responsibility for, for you know for, for the injustice in the world and all that. People just don't think about that. And again, I think they should. And I love pieces like this that actually at least open the debate. Well, and I don't even think of this as a religious play, even though it's framed religiously. It's a play about personal responsibility, as you just said, and thinking about injustice and what can we do? What is our responsibility in the world? If there is no God, it's up to us. We become God, we have that responsibility. Exactly. That's kind of the moral I got from. Even though, again, you, you, you are a spiritual person, you, you, you do go to church, but this, this story didn't say you have to go to church because I believe you go to church. It doesn't say you have to believe in what I believe. It's more like, hey, this is the, this is what's going out there. This is my idea, my, my spiritual revelation and all that. What do you guys think about it? That's what I got from the play. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you, you had your own take on it because that is what I hope people will experience, that they will think a little bit about things they're not used to thinking about or we don't usually take the time to think about. Yeah. Once again, I really love the I really love the piece. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> great, great. Well, I'm 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 delighted that you came and delighted that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with 
My name is Carolyn Zeller and I play the devil's wife. I'm originally from Puerto Rico. I moved to California to go to USC to get my MFA in acting and I have been a Angelino ever since. So about a decade living here and creating and developing work here in Los Angeles County. Great. And uh, which character did you play again? I played Sophia, the youngest uh, sister of the three, the kind of clever intellectual who then ends up marrying the devil and trying to find her way through this chaos of what she just married into and she had no idea that she was doing it to begin with. You know, I find that Sophia is probably one of the smartest characters that I've ever had to really encounter. And I find that during the story, she is constantly changing. So it's not a character that just settles on the impression of what she thinks she knows, but because she is constantly discovering things, she is having to have all of these micro shifts during this entire learning process in the adventure or the um, trajectory of this love affair that continuously changes as well, right? So she can love him and hate him at the same time, and yet she's never uh, solid into just thinking one way or just having one idea. It's shifting throughout the entire course of the play. I really love this piece. I thought it was fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We worked hard. We did a lot of good stuff and spent a lot of time really developing and creating together as a unit um, to make this as cohesive as possible. You know, it's a very smart piece, so there is a lot of theology that we're exploring, but it's also making that theology very active with a heart and a soul and a vibration that propels the story forward and that we could take that in as a group and as a unit under this incredible direction and uh, steer towards a common goal, knowing that all of the shifts are going to happen within all of the scenes and uh, we take care of each other. Basically, I don't get enough of this in theater because you know, theater kind of shies away from talking about religion. And this wasn't about religion. It was more about spirituality yeah. and more about metaphysics. Kind of right and wrong and, you know, just exactly where we are in the universe and all that. So it wasn't really just, you know, dogma or something like that. Right. Yeah. And also I thought it was very respectful to, to, you know, a lot of people's beliefs. Absolutely. I think that there is a, always a respectability uh, in... Not always. In this piece in particular, we had this incredible respectability towards this idea of what theology means for every person. And that every person is very different. They have their own belief system that they create. Um, they can either steer more towards one or towards the other. But it doesn't put a judgment that any particular one of them is correct. So we're not having to impose any of these beliefs onto anyone. We're really discovering them in the process of the play. What it means to have faith. What it means to be a person of faith. Um, and how those can shift depending on the knowledge and the growth that you have as a human being and then really coming into your own and I find that in a piece like this what I would really want is that people come in and it allows them to really uh, look in and uh, recommit themselves to their ideology whatever it is that that ideology may be right and that uh, we, we never are uh, propelling any sort of idea that one is right and one is wrong but it's really left up to the individual and that each individual person can have this journey for themselves. I remember some old works of say like Pilgrim's Progress and all that uh, and, you know in which basically 
think about it as almost like fairy tales. They're almost like fairy tales. They really weren't meant to be, you know, taken verbatim. Like, you know, that that basically hell is a fiery place or something like that. It, those works were actually themselves metaphysical, and it was meant to actually express ideas more than anything else. And again, the ideas are, are you know, they could be debated left and right and all that. And I, I think I think this was this was actually presented well enough that you could actually debate it one way or another, and you know, just reflect upon it in, in, in your own personal life. Oh, absolutely. And I think that we had a lot of those self-reflections in the room during our process of making it, because one day you're feeling much more one side and then the other day you come in and you feel much more towards the other side so finding the balance of all of those things to actually allow the questions to live for themselves right and that the journey takes its own narrative not a narrative that is imposed by any theological belief that was preset prior to you entering this space and time um, but also having a lot of fun with it right we introduce a lot of facts and a lot of belief um, that has come in stories that we have heard from a long, long time ago. And this fable quality is also really important, right? If you think of someone like the Brothers Grimm, we've taken fairy tales that they wrote that were much darker. It was all about a morality, a way in which we can teach right and wrong to a lot of people. And then all of a sudden we created these kind of like uh, happy versions of the Brothers Grimm that aren't really investigating this kind of darker, maybe conflicted underlying movement, where this play actually brings that quality of these old older folk tales, fairy tales, that um, still integrate the dark qualities of things versus the light and how those play out. You know, it's a dark comedy, but it does have very funny moments and also a lot of thoughtful moments, you know, and painful moments and heartfelt moments. So we wanted to really remain true to that style that's a little uh, older and we don't necessarily see it as much. But as a cast we definitely wanted to propel that forward yeah well first of all i really love the performance and actually i really liked our interview here because your character was very intellectual and i feel our, our, our interview our talk here was actually a very intellectual it was very fitting to the character you presented tonight oh thank you yeah you know i've been having to think about it a lot and I've also had to just really liberate myself from a lot of my own kind of predisposed ideas to come in to really be able to play this part. Because uh, it, unlike another any other parts that, that you do, you're having to think in the moment, right? Uh, it's not about an idea or a quality that comes in prior to you entering the room. I'm going on this journey with the audience, and we are having to do this together. We're thinking at the same time. We're feeling at the same time. We're learning information together at the same time so as they change I change and we kind of like we do it for the team <laughs> once again I really love the performance I love your performance tonight thank you very much thank you very much for being on the show thank you thank you for having me hi my name is Ashton Marcus I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and I'm here with hi Everett Wallen actually I'm a member of the Skylight Theater Company here this is about the fourth production I've done for them and it's really exciting just to uh, act with a new uh, cast of characters a new director but uh, I've worked with Gary Grossman before and it's a great, it's a great group. It's a great group. Played Nicholas Mastema, and also a character named 
Rattel. I don't want to give away too much, but I will say that both of them have maybe similar goals in mind, but they uh, go about very different ways in promoting them. So uh, one is a clever, dashing character, and another is a very uh, elderly, gnomish type uh, fellow. Okay, if my viewers decide to come by and see this piece, what should they expect to see? I would tell them to think of it in sort of the uh, the, the same idea and ilk of a Grimm's fairy tale. Uh, uh, if it was on a poster somewhere, I would imagine it in old English letters, almost saying in the same way of Once Upon a Time, instead saying The Devil's Wife. So if you if you like that kind of thing, uh, where there's a, a moral of the story or a philosophy that makes you think about while watching interesting, sort of uh, exciting, fairy-like characters, then this would be the thing for you to see. I love this piece. I loved your performance also in it. I thought you were fantastic. Because I'm the type of person who likes anti-heroes. I kind of like things dark. Sure. So I like people who are complex. I don't like people who are simple and straightforward. Sure. You, and obviously you played a character that was very complex. Indeed, yeah. He's got a lot of facets to it, like most of us do. And you, like you're saying, a lot of times that's uh, those are really interesting people to uh, try to investigate. So he definitely has a lot of dark, but I think there's some light he wants to get out, but he just doesn't know really how to go about it. So it's a, it's a fun piece for sure. Also, it's very intellectual. It's very spiritual. Yes. It's metaphysical. And yes. also, it has a lot to do with modern day life. In a sense, your decision on things like, say, what's right and what's wrong. Well, it, this certainly asks about uh, how people go about what they want in life. And it also, um, what are you willing to uh, give up in order to get something that you want? And, and how human beings sort of negotiate in that way and really what is our best selves uh, we, we don't live in a black and white world we live in a gray world and I think it promotes that kind of thought and the complexity that every human is which is gray more than it is any other color yeah once again I love the performance I love you I wish I could I wish I could discuss more about it, analyze more but no you can basically write books about this you yeah. can spend your whole life thinking about this trying to make a decision what is right what you know what I mean sure. your whole sure. life this is your whole life that you make a decision on and I, I just loved it I thought you you were beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And they're questions that you and I certainly won't solve tonight, but it is something to come out and see and have an entertaining evening. So thank you so much for coming. Okay. Once again, I love the performance. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Hi, my name is Ashton Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm here with Alana Dietz. I'm an actress and a director. I've done over 20 shows in the LA area. <laughs> and uh, which character did you play tonight? I played Dulce, the middle sister. Dulce is described as being very sweet which I, she is in a way but um, she's also very sensual she's very in touch with her sexuality uh, and she is really um, a consumer of life she just she's a hedonist and she, she wants to experience everything that life can offer great well I love this piece I thought it was fantastic oh, great. but if my viewers decide to come by and see this piece what should they expect to see um, uh, hopefully you'll laugh a lot it's a lot of fun and uh, it's a it's a really immoral tale. It's almost like a fable and uh, it leaves the, it will leave you with questions, I think. Hopefully good ones that will provoke you even after you leave the theater. I love the performance also. I, th I thought it was first of all, it's, it's something that like you said everyone says good theater will leave you with things to think about. It'll take like your whole life to decide what this is. It'll take like <laughs> this, this kind of describes who you are. You are the person who comes in with the opinion you, and this piece is defined by 
by basically your beliefs or your understanding of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm I don't subscribe to any particular set of beliefs, but something that the play explores that I think is universal is the idea that the things that bring you joy are also the things that can bring you suffering. Yeah, I kind of also something I liked about the story. It's kind of like if no one has responsibility for this, who's who's responsible? Am I the one responsible? You know what I mean? Inside, at the very end, it's like suddenly she's the one responsible, and that's very scary. Very scary. Yeah. But very heavy too because it it suddenly explains a lot about this world and you know who's doing things, who's not doing things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, everyone's complicit, and there's a big question at the end as to whether someone. I don't want to give anything away, but that Sophia can do a better job than this other person, and um, I think that's a question that we're facing in our world now as well. Is who's best equipped to handle the problems of the world, and can anyone do a better job than some, anybody else? Once again, I really love it. Again, this is. I would actually almost agree with you that this is a fairy tale. I wouldn't recommend it for kids though, because there's one or two scenes there that maybe sure. are not appropriate. But I loved your performance. I thought you were fantastic thank in it, you. and I love the story behind this. Thank you very much for being on the show. Sure, thank you. Hi, my name is Ashley Marcus. I'm with KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and I'm here with. Hi, I'm Mariel Netto. I grew up in the Bay Area. I worked. In, I've been working in theater since I was a kid, and uh, in the Northwest, a little bit in the Midwest, and I moved down to LA about three years ago. Been having a time here, going at it. Great. And which character did you play tonight? I play Bonita. Bonita's really fun. She's very interested in being pure, um, in maintaining her family's estate. She she needs security and uh, at the root of it all she's willing to do anything to maintain her rather extravagant lifestyle well I love this piece I thought it was fantastic I love the cast and I, I love your acting in it also oh great thank you so much so if my viewers decide to come by and see this piece what should they expect to see well it's very fabulistic a bit a bit of magic fast fun hot heavy uh, intense it's a great fun little romp. Yeah, I love that. I thought it was also very deep in a sense that you know it addresses a lot of things that I don't I just don't see in theater about you know is there such a thing as good and evil? You know, things like that about you know metaphysics, things that you know there is no answer to, but it may take your whole life to try to figure out. Absolutely. I mean, it really brings up questions of what is good and evil, and then what is the gray area that lies in between, and what it's a lot of existential questions. Yeah, it asks the big questions, but in a fun way. Yeah, I thought it was again it was very entertaining. I would actually recommend this for kids, except for those one scene there. I think this is inappropriate. Yes. You know what I mean? There, I think there were a couple of scenes that were a bit inappropriate for children. Yes. Uh, definitely a lot of sex humor, for sure, which we all enjoy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I thought it was very funny. I thought it was, you know, even if you if you don't go for the uh, the the, the, physical, the metaphysical side, the theological side, the, the deep spirituality bit, it was just very entertaining. It was very funny. It was very, very pretty. It was just a very lovely... Uh, you know, a, a lovely general uh, theater show. Well, I, 
there aren't that many period pieces that are being written contemporarily, so it's exciting to have a, a new play that is set in the 1860s, especially 1860s Los Angeles. I, it's an area of history that not many people are willing to discover and, and look upon, and, and it was a really interesting time for the Californios, who are losing their estates to all these lawyers, and, and it's important for us as Los Angelines to understand that history, especially going forward. And, Current politics. Okay, once again, I, I love the performance. I love your performance in NASA. Yeah. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. The Devil's Wife will be playing at Skylight Theater from June 15th to August 20th. For more information, go to www.skylighttheater.org.